ora. I'm Antonia, Fighter Meds Brand Manager and Naturopathic Student. In today's podcast, Phil and I are discussing the wonderful herb withania. So we all love withania and of course it's becoming better known amongst our clients and the public lately as well. And we've got some great clinical applications available for its use and not just for stress and anxiety. So that's some of, of which we'll become familiar with today. So welcome Phil. Thank you. Kia ora. So we'll start off with, we, we all know that withania is one of the top 10 herbs for most naturopaths and medical herbalists. So can you tell us why you love withania so much? Yeah, I think I'd possibly reword that to say it's in the top two or three for most of us because from the day you start using withania properly, um, you realise just how wonderful it is. And so when I say properly, I mean you know a good quality product as well as the required dose for that clinical situation but I mean any herb that is in that top two or three is there for very good reasons I think and and the reasons are multiple Um, as you say Antonio it's not just for stress and anxiety um, but those are key applications because basically stress leads to anxiety and that if it's not controlled can even lead to depression sometimes and of course sleep issues. So the really, really great thing about withania is it insulates you against all of the above. It is what I call a stress insulator. That's how I describe it to my patients. And it kind of helps you to sort the big stuff out from the small stuff, which is really what stress is about, isn't it? It's what your fight or flight response is trying to do. It's trying to respond to every little thing under the sun some days if you haven't had enough sleep or you've got too much on. So withania just helps you to balance that stress response better. And it is really, really wonderful for all sorts of things, um, as you say, not just for stress and, and anxiety type conditions. So you'd, you would use it first and foremost as an adaptogen? Yeah, I mean, I, I use it for probably the majority of my patients, definitely the majority of my patients, in fact. And, you know, whether they're a cancer patient, whether they've uh, a schizophrenic patients on antipsychotic medication, uh, whether they're, they're just stressed, whether they're a young person going to the gym who's, you know, getting sore muscles afterwards and pushing their body too hard because their exercise recovery is poor, it has a role for all of those applications. So it is truly an adaptogen. It, it insulates the body against all sorts of stressors, not just having too much on, but pushing your body too hard physically as well. We're seeing more and more clinical um, studies down to that area, which is really exciting, I think. Mm. So we've just had arrived our new Withania 3 to 2 standardised liquid extract. So how is this difference in strength beneficial for in-clinic use? Yeah, like all herbs, dose is a very important consideration. And so I guess the stronger the the particular extract concern, the better in some ways, because you want the dose to be manageable. Um, You know, 5, 7, 8, 10, even 12 mils per time is usually quite manageable for patients, so compliance is okay. But if you are asking them to take 15 or 20 mils each time, it gets a bit costly and, and compliance goes down as well. So we need... Our products and our, our medicines, including our hydroethanolic extracts and our formulations, to be convenient. We need them to have good compliance um, by the patient. That's that's really critical. So the good thing about having a three and two or one point five and one, as some people call it, rather than a, a one and one, and to have that as a standardised extract, 
is that you, you really know phytochemically what's in it a lot more and you can use a, a lower dose than what you could perhaps have a one and two or certain other less strong products. So that's great because it means you can fit more of other herbs in that mix because often we're struggling, aren't we? We want to mm. put in a whole lot of stuff and there's just <laughs> not enough room for it. And, you know, a lot of us go to 105 mils or 105% if there was such a thing when we're making up a formula, but it's hard to go beyond that. And so that's the really good thing about three and two. I mean, I was brought up on one and two. That's what Phytomed initially produced. That's what I always used to use in my patients. And then I started using one and one, and, and then sometimes two and one, and I'm really, really pleased. So I think the three and two is the optimal extract ratio for this product. So when it comes to moving from strength into plant parts, with our new, uh, with only a three to two, we have it using both the leaf and the root. So are you able to explain how this is beneficial using the whole plant part and if there's uh, what evidence there is that can help <coughs> with the um, efficacy of using both parts? Yeah, I mean, at first when I heard that this was something we were considering, I was a little bit sceptical because I'm an old-fashioned traditional herbalist, first and foremost, I guess. And I hadn't heard much about the leaf. I'd, I'd read bits about it. I'd seen a growing amount of research on it over the years, particularly in terms of its topical applications as an anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial. Um, but I hadn't seen much about it being used internally. But when you look, you find, and just as we did like 50, 60 years ago with ginkgo, uh, we researched the leaf of the plant and found some amazing properties. And so even though the leaf wasn't traditionally used in Chinese medicine, it was a fruit that was used as a culinary delight, and still is, we now use the leaf because we've validated that it's safe and, it, and it's efficacious for a whole manner of conditions. So <clears throat> I think we're going to see the same with leaf. And so that's why Phytomed includes a, a small amount of leaf in this new extract. I mean, it does contain root first and foremost, but there is some leaf extract in it. And the other benefit to using the leaf, I guess, is the area of sustainability. Because when you think about it, when you're digging with Anya and, and when we grew it ourselves many years ago and, and when I took part in the harvesting of it, it seemed a real shame to see all that leaf go to waste, that stem and that leaf and the, and the berries, which of course also have lots of goodies in them and are traditionally used sometimes in, in Ayurvedic medicine. So by being able to use the whole plant to incorporate some of that leaf that normally would go to waste is, is a bit more sustainable and it is a little bit more holistic in inverted commas. But in terms of science and phytochemistry, that's, that's really important, obviously. There are lower but still pretty full spectrum of withanolides in the leaf and there's quite high amounts of withanolide A, which is really, really good. And also we have a number of clinical trials now involving either just leaf extract or leaf and root. And, you know, one of these, uh, we've seen a really good study uh, where cognition was dramatically improved in, in rats that were sleep deprived after 15 days of taking just a leaf extract of withania. So it shows that there are adaptogenic and stress-insulating properties in the leaf itself. There's also a lot of studies showing it's neuroprotective and all sorts of different animal models. And we've got a growing number of human clinical trials, including um, a two-month one where a 60 stressed but otherwise healthy adults took it. This is an extract containing dried leaf and root and they took a placebo or this extract and at the end of the 
60 days, their symptoms of anxiety went down markedly. Uh, those who were feeling depressed were feeling much better. In the validated uh, rating scale, the Hamilton um, Anxiety Rating Scale, there was marked improvement following administration of that whole whole plant extract, including leaf. So I think there's many reasons to to now start using leaf and you know some leaf in, in this product, and, and I'm doing so as well. So those uh, neuro benefits, uh, that would be quite ideal following our winter season after COVID infections, flu infections, and coming up to the end of year with stress and anxiety. So talk us through any case studies that you have found uh, with Ania working recently or in the past that's been really effective? Yep. I mean, definitely when it, when you mentioned COVID, Antonio, it's really interesting because there's been in vitro um, evidence that withania and withanolides are active against, um, they, they are protease inhibitors for the SARS-2 virus in vitro. So yeah, there's now starting to be some clinical studies. There was one that's just been published involving a formulation that where withania was the biggest ingredient, but also it had osium and sanctum or holy basil in it. And, and another Tynospora, another Ayurveda cube. And uh, these were patients with COVID. And after taking it for seven days, this treatment, clearance rate, according to you know proper PCR tests for the virus, found that there was a higher rate of clearance in those who took that Ayurvedic formulation containing withania. So at day seven, um, those who took the withania-containing product had totally cleared 100% recovery, whereas it was only 60% in the placebo group. And at the same time, the levels of the inflammatory cytokines like uh, C-reactive protein um, interleukin-6, which of course is a key nasty one or one we don't really want in COVID, it's partly contributed to the uh, cytokine storm, as we call it, and tumor necrosis factor. Um, all of those were reduced when people took this with containing formulations. So I'm now starting to use it in my post-COVID or long COVID patients because not only is having COVID stressful and that post-recovery stressful when people can't get back to normal and physically they're debilitated and fatigued, but there's some direct antiviral properties that Withania seems to have. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's really good stuff. So that's why you're looking at Withania probably more so now in your top two to three herbs that you'd be using almost in most formulations? Yeah, look, it's been been up there for years, <laughs> to be honest, even before mm-hmm. COVID. You know, next to Echinacea, St John's, Wharton, Carver, it's, it's in my top four or five. But I think Withania is truly a herb for the modern world. It is gentle, it is safe, and it kind of nudges the body's own healing in all sorts of different manners. You know, it's it's not a, an individual phytochemical that hammers away at the same receptors. It, it helps reduce cortisol when that's too elevated. It mod- modulates a whole lot of different neurotransmitter systems. And it, and it just helps you gently to restore and get back to feeling a bit more in control and balance. And so it is truly an amazing plant. And as I said, there's many, many clinical trials we're seeing involving it now, which is really good. 20 years ago, there were hardly any, but we're seeing a lot. Um, and I, I could talk about a lot of patients where I use it successfully for patients who have been on it for 25, 30 years, even one or two of them. And, you know, it's been a consistent ingredient in their formulations right from day one, actually. And I think 
it's really, really helped them. Mm. So it's a herb I would hate to be without, to be honest. So you'd use it, obviously, amongst adults. Is it something that you can use uh, with children? Do you Absolutely. Use yeah, often it is. With, with kids? Yeah, not that often, to be honest, even though that is one of its traditional uses in Ayurveda. Uh, treatments, it's used, it's mixed with milk and it's used as a nutritive sort of post-convalescent or you know, post-illness healing and, and nutritive um, medicine and it is highly nutritive, you know, it's not just medicinal. And so it is safe in children, you can give it to children and again, there's increasing need for it with, with um, the world we live in today, I think, so yeah, you just use a, a little bit less of it. The other good thing, though, about withania is it is really safe. It's got a broad spectrum of activity and a large therapeutic margin, so to speak. So if you accidentally double the dose, if anything, your patient will thank you for it. They won't curse you for it. So, And, and in fact, you often need to go quite high. I, I quite frequently go beyond the recommended dose regimes for this herb and never get a problem. So would you have an example of, say, one case study and what formulation you would potentially give them based on their conditions? Yeah, I guess it's a, a patient I've had for probably 20, 25 years now. She came to see me initially because she was struggling with, with stress wars and in relation to you know her, her job and her lifestyle and her living situation. She's basically... A, a, more sensitive than most of us and, and you know people who are a little bit more sensitive do tend to be a bit more vulnerable and, and um, experience stress a little bit negatively sometimes too much of it so and, and in her case it's mainly digestive that's where it manifests and still does on and off over the years so she's been through menopause she's been through job changes and living situation changes and all sorts of changes over, over those 20 25 years and and I've changed her mix every few months or every year or two it, that's been how it is but every month without fail she's she's had a mix from me and as I said earlier withania is one of the key cornerstone ingredients of her mixes but She's been pretty stable lately. The digestive stuff hasn't manifest too bad, the, the sort of irritable bowel type dyspepsia symptoms. But in a mix, I've got 10 to 15% of kawakawa, a little bit of aniseed, a um, little bit of peppermint, but all, and also 20% kava, I think 35, 40% St. John's wort. And, and about all that comes to about 70, 75%. So it's been a struggle, to be honest, to fit it all in um, with the, the Withania products I've had available in the last year or so. But now I'm very pleased, as I said, I'll be able to use a bit less Withania, only 25, 30% of it in her mix of the new Phytomed 3 and 2. And that's what she will be taking from now on instead of the 1 and 1 or 2 and 1 that I have been using. She takes 10 mils twice a day of that formula or very similar formulations, has done it for a long time. It's gone up from 8 to 10 mils. We might take it back to eight at some stage in the future but increasingly um, a big percentage of my patients are now on 10 mils twice a day. It's mm, a really nourishing um, formula. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. Thank you so much uh, Phil for sharing all your wisdom on Withania today and, and if you are interested in some of those clinical studies we'll have those available up on the website as well on the product page of the Withania 3-2. So thank you so much for being a part of today's discussion on Withania. We really look forward to bringing you more phytotherapy talk in our next Herb Talk podcast. Thanks, everyone. Kaki Thanks, Antonio. Kaki